a very good evening to all of you tuning into Parabeats podcast. Welcome to the very first session of Beats podcast, an innovative, audible experience with the inspired effort and dedication of the Parabeats family. Each week, you will hear mind-blowing interviews ranging from theoretical aspects for current social issues, science news, entertainment, sports, success stories, motivational speeches, and many more. Beats podcasts will be a perfect way to deliver your daily dose of inspiration wherever the audience might be. Reach us on Spotify and Anchor FM for an experience you won't forget nor regret. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no ordinary figure, but Dr. Ayesh Jaisingha from the Faculty of Allied Health Sciences, University of Peradeniya. Speaking a few words about the subject of our interview, Dr. Jayasinghe received his bachelor's degree in physics with honors at the University of Peradeniya, and he later moved to Oklahoma in the USA for his higher studies. He received both his master's degree in physics and his doctoral degree in particle physics from the University of Oklahoma. In this field, he has won quite a few awards and scholarships from the University of Oklahoma and the American Physical Society. In 2021, Dr. Ayesh was ranked second in the country in the AD Scientific Index for Research Activity. At present, he is a senior lecturer in the Department of Radiography, Radiotherapy, Faculty of Allied Health Sciences, University of Theradeniya. Parabits podcast. Thank you again, sir, for your participation. And let us commence with the round of questions for our audience. Sir, could you briefly explain the role of particle physicist in uncovering the secrets of our universe? Yes, Yashika. Uh, as we all know, the humankind has the quest of how we came into the existence. And what is this universe? Uh, what is the composition of this entire universe where we are living in? So particle physicists try to address some of these questions experimentally while being greatly supported by excellent set of theorists who are the backbone of this field. So far, there are very successful theories to say what are the fundamental building blocks of this universe and how do they behave. In other words, how do they interact with each other? We are trying to explore simple cases such as why a proton attracts an electron and very complex scenarios such as matter of the antimatter. Okay. So the particle physicist along with the other support are trying to find out what is this place we live in and how it behaves. Thank you, sir. 
So in ancient Greece, a philosopher named Democritus defined the atom or atomos as they say in Greece as the product of cutting a piece of cheese over and over again until it would be uncuttable down to the very smallest unit. But now science has evolved after two millennia. How much further can we cut this piece of cheese called the atom? Yes, Ajit. Uh, the field of particle physics, as I believe, is at its best position now. However, I should still honor this kind of thinking which brought us to where we are today. Without that thinking, people would not evolve to experiment, question, and develop an inquisitive mind on what they are seeing in day-to-day life. As you have correctly said, today we know a bit further than the atom. We know about electrons and then protons and neutrons. Moving one more step further, we learn that proton and neutron are not fundamental particles. The proton has an internal structure to it. It has three quarks, namely two up quarks and one down quark. And these quarks are glued together by gluons. A neutron is also made up with two down quarks and one up quark. Now our understanding about the matter boils down to these quarks, leptons and the interactions. We have three families of quarks and three families of leptons. The quarks are up, down, charm, strange, top and bottom. The top quark is the heaviest of these six. And the leptons are tau, neon and the well-known electron and the, the neutrinos. However, Matter we see in our day-to-day life are made up of up quarks, down quarks, and electrons. Thank you very much, sir, for that wonderful explanation linking the past and the present. Sir, you mentioned quarks and leptons in your answer. Yet, in science fiction and also in new discoveries, we talk about a novel and rather cutting-edge concept called antimatter. Any sentiments regarding that, sir? Yes, Yashika. Like all of us are well aware of this matter because uh, we are handling the matter in our day-to-day life and we are seeing it always. But uh, we know about the electron and the proton. But we rarely talk about the anti-electron, actually that is the positron, and we rarely talk about the anti-proton, okay, that is the anti-particle of the proton. But the existence of these in the real world is pretty much rare. We have experimentally produced them and measured their properties. Um, at Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory, where uh, we are currently, I mean, where we have focused on uh, these type of experiments, we made protons to collide with antiprotons and uh, create different other particles, including antiparticles. Currently, CERN, Switzerland, colliding protons and protons to create particles, including the antiparticles. So now we have a very good understanding about their properties but I believe there are still a few mysteries to be solved when it comes to this sentiment. That was a wonderful answer, sir.
So you spoke a bit about collisions at CERN and the Fermi National Laboratory in order to experimentally discover these subatomic particles. Sir, any more information on uh, how this collision works and what are the sort of particles that we can find out of these particle accelerators and colliders? Uh, yes, Sachi. Actually, this uh, collision of particles make uh, gives rise to huge spectrum of particles. As I told earlier, we can uh, make, I mean, currently we have made and uh, created all the fundamental particles I have talked about, all the six quarks and all the uh, six leptons I was talking about. And we moved forward further and um, we could create a zoo of particles. I should say it's a zoo of particles. Now we are running with this type of experiments, which are done by making colliding different types of particles. For example, at the Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory, we have uh, we were colliding protons with antiprotons. But in a CERN facility in Switzerland, what we are colliding is protons with protons. Thank you, sir, for that explanation and that wonderful analogy about the particle zoo. Can you explain the organizational structure and what we learn from these collaborations as someone who has had first-hand experience working in both the Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory and at CERN in Switzerland, which is basically not something that many people do get to experience. Um, yes, Ajit. Um, actually, uh, I have to tell you uh, about these two types of uh, collaborations and experiments. Uh, first, these types of experiments by nature needs a lot of manpower and they are, extreme, they are extremely costly to set up and also to maintain. Um, so we need number of countries are involved in various ways to initiate and run these experiments. As you clearly understand, it is not only the physicists but various other professionals such as engineers should be involved in the construction, maintenance and healthy running of the experiment. On the other hand, once the experiment is running successfully, it collects enormous amount of data. To analyze this, we need extensive amounts of computational power. Once the results are there, we need to verify them along with the theories and look for anything which goes beyond our current knowledge and validate the results before presenting to the public. We have to understand the fact that sometimes it might be the first time that human race is seeing such an event and which depends on the reliability of the whole process. So these collaborations, a few hundred to thousand of scientists are working for a common cause to enlighten the human race on the unseen. There, I believe collaborations are pretty much important in this field of study. Thank you, sir. As they say, divided we fall, united we stand. A prime example of what happens at CERN. Now, sir, it's time for me to rather put you in trouble by asking the two cardinal questions of the universe. Where did we come from and where are we going?
as a physicist i'll answer the question in this manner okay in the past human beings categorized elements as hot and cold fire and water or hard and soft okay then they said okay the atom is the building block of everything okay but now we have quite a big picture with a huge selection of particles as i told you earlier we have a particle zone okay that means the present universe itself is extremely complex how about the past we are yet to fit all the pieces in this extraordinary puzzle to figure out that okay we know that the existence of certain particles was predicted way earlier compared to their discovery for example the existence of the top quark was predicted in 1973 but we could observe the top quark in 1995 and the top quark is 180 times heavier than the proton okay we are colliding protons and antiprotons to create a particle which is 180 times heavier than that okay so which just tells us how complex the situations are right now so i'd say let's patiently wait to see where we have started okay and for sure it will be more complex to understand and predict where we will be heading in future thank you sir for that eloquent answer so a few years ago there was a lot of headlines in the newspapers about a particle called the higgs boson so what is the role of the higgs boson in our standard models and why were physicists and scientists so eagerly awaiting for its discovery i mean what was the significance when this particle stepped out of the shadows and into the light just such it a quite interesting question for a particle physicist um it was realized different elementary particles have different masses for example top quark is 40 times heavier than its partner the p quark okay actually there is there was no provision for a, such a discrepancy between the masses in the theories developed by that okay so if the there was no mass we would be seeing a completely different universe but we have masses now so to handle that they have introduced this hypothetical field called the higgs field so it was claimed that the particles which are heavy are heavily interacting with the higgs field and they are getting higher masses okay and the particles which are weakly interacting with the higgs field like neutrinos have negligible masses okay so however most people believe that higgs boson is a hypothetical particle and it was like that up until 2012 but discern switzerland claimed in 2012 that they have discovered this particle which used to be called as the god's particle so the nobel prize for physics was awarded for this discovery and this completes the standard model and which is a, so far is a very complete theory to explain the fundamental particles and their interactions so i believe this discovery completes one of the greatest quest of the mankind thank you very much for that eloquent and uh, insightful answer sir so it took uh, about 60 years for us to find the higgs boson and as you talked about particle um, colliders 
it's not easy so could you give some thoughts on the amount of time resources and efforts it takes to find a useful event a useful collisions among the thousands of collisions that take place yes sajit uh, actually we are seeing quite a few millions of events per second okay and thing is this rate doesn't allow us to pick and choose the suitable events okay so we have to have very sophisticated machines to do that we call that detectors so we run the events through the, through the detectors and we try to figure out which events are useful and which events are triggering the physics okay and what are the events which can give rise to discoveries so we have to have lot of computational power as i told you and considerable amount of human resources should be put into that and clear vision and lot of checking and rechecking should be done to ensure okay we that we are in the correct path of thank you very much uh, and of course a big moment of appreciation for all the scientists burning the midnight oil at CERN at Fermi to find out the secret of the building blocks uh, and as we know you are one of the master going to basics sir uh, how applicable is the standard model of the four forces of the universe in the 21st century Yes, Ajit. Actually, to be honest, we have seen the applications. I mean, uh, enough by now. For example, if you think of a nucleus with many protons, protons are positively charged, and the neutrons are neutral. So um, there should be a force holding these protons, superseding the repulsive force between them, as the nucleus, because we are seeing the nucleus. and we are seeing nucleus with multi proton nuclei so the strong force the application of the strong force is pretty much evident the second one weak force is verified in the weak decay the third one the electromagnetic force is the one which conveys the message saying okay a proton should attract an electron an electron should repel an electron a proton should repel a proton okay so the last one the fourth force gravitational force we'll have to wait for a while and we'll have to do a little bit more digging because that is the weakest force of all four so i believe in the upcoming years we will see the outcomes how to handle these four forces in nature thank you sir for that crash course in basic physics and about the nature of the universe i think we have question for you enough sir but we do have a question on behalf of our viewers a career in particle physics is basically like a dream come true it's basically like the pinnacle of science for any science students with future prospects Now, uh, sir, I think this session itself might have motivated some of our viewers to look towards this part. From your personal experience and your expertise, sir, any advice to undergrads and school children wishing to pursue higher studies or a career in particle physics? Yes, 
Yeah, as I told you earlier, Sachit, most of these experiments are running on huge collaborations. First thing is that you should be willing to listen and respect to others' opinions and cooperate and collaborate with the multinational community and expect least benefits until you see the end of the tunnel. Okay, we have clearly understand that these experiments are never being put up in a single day or the discoveries are made within a couple of hours. They are achieved by patiently waiting for months and years. So my advice is that you work hard and be flexible to achieve the great heights. And I have to tell you that you don't have to be a physicist to work in such a collaboration. They need engineers, radiation protection officers and scientists from many other disciplines. So if you dream about it, definitely you can be a part of it. Thank you, sir. And to all our viewers, that final statement, if you dream about it, you can be it. You can become someone like Dr. Ayesh Gajka. You can be someone like the scientists at CERN and Fermi, and you can make headlines all around the world. Those of you who are listening into this podcast, Final question, sir. What are your thoughts on the future of particle physics and how Sri Lanka as a country is going forward in this area? I really appreciate that you came out with that uh, question, Sachin, because we know many countries are taking part in these collaborations by providing human resources and supporting the infrastructure. Now experiments such as Atlas located in CERN are making their data public. I think that is a very good move because we can use these for educational purposes and learn to do the analysis. As Sri Lankans, we can work through various institutions worldwide to be a part of this great quest. The human race will continue to unravel the mysteries by devising many more theories, as I can see, and many more experiments. They will build up many more experiments. Still, there may, will be many unanswered questions. Therefore, I believe the field will continue to grow. The great scientist Stephen Hawking said, there is no boundaries to the human endeavor. And while there's life, there's always a hope. So I believe it doesn't matter where you live in. You can always contribute to the marvels and be a part of this glorious expedition. Thank you, sir, for bringing out the character of our esteemed physicist, uh, Professor Stephen Hawking, and not only him, all the great personalities of subatomic physics, Dirac, Fermi, Feynman, Einstein. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a chance for you to go in this path and discover the secrets of the universe, to discover where we came from and where we are going to, the areas where philosophy and science sort of intersect to form magic. A magic where science and fantasy is almost unrecognizable from each other. Sir, thank you for being here. And I would like to ask if you have any concluding remarks before we let you go, sir. Thanks again, uh, 
Sachit and I should uh, really appreciate uh, Pera Beats for inviting me for this session. And um, my concluding remarks, as I said earlier, as uh, our great scientist Stephen Hawking said, please remember, while there's life, there's always hope. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And from us at Parabates, uh, we thank you again for sparing the time out of your busy and hectic schedule to sort of enlighten us on the mysteries of the universe and of the very particles that we as human beings are made out of. It was quite a fruitful discussion and we at Parabates dearly wish you the best in your future endeavors as well. We do hope that you'll extend your help towards our future podcasts as well, because at Therabis, podcasts never stop. We will continue to keep on inspiring our audience and inspiring kids and undergrads all across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in with Therabis podcast with Dr. I.S. Jayasinghe. And stay tuned for our future podcasts as well. Wishing you a very good evening. This is Yashika Nipuni and Sachit Karagala signing out with a final thought by the esteemed physicist who Dr. Jaisinger mentioned uh, quite a few times, Stephen Hawking. While there's life, there is hope. Keep hoping, keep dreaming. Thank you and wishing you all a very good evening. <laughs>